News Talks Ebby and Weekend Sport 124. The Black Caps squad for the highly anticipated three-test tour of England next month has been announced. 20 players have been named with the squad to be trimmed to 15 for the test matches, the first of which starts on the 2nd of June at Lords. Here is the squad. Kane Williamson's the captain. Then in alphabetical order, Tom Blundell, Trent Bolt, Michael Bracewell, Devin Conway, Colin de Grandholm, Jacob Duffy, Cam Fletcher, Matt Henry, Kyle Jamieson, Tom Latham, Daryl Mitchell, Henry Nichols, Ajaz Patel, Rachin Ravindra, Hamish Rutherford, Tim Southey, Blair Tickner, Neil Wagner, and Will Young. That is the 20-man squad that has been named to be trimmed to 15. Black Caps coach Gary Stead joins us on Weekend Sport. Thanks for taking the time on a Sunday to have a yarn to us, Gary. You've named 20 players, and as I say, you're going to take that down to 15 for the Test Series. Tell us how this is going to work, because you've got some players coming into camp after their IPL commitments finish and others dropping out before the Test Series starts. So how are you going to sort of manage all of this logistically? Yeah, that was part of the reason in, in taking 20 people for a start. There's a little bit of an unknown still about when guys are going to um, come out of the IPL, and that'll depend on how their teams go. But uh, we've got two warm-up games over there, and, and uh, I mean, we've managed to negotiate that they're not first-class games, which just means we can bring people in and out of the games at different times. So hopefully that means that some guys that need some uh, I guess Red Bull cricket can, can spend a bit of time in the middle and get some overs under their belt before we hit that first test on 2nd of June. Are there any scenarios under which a player might arrive from the IPL and not be in time for any Red Bull cricket and, and just have to go straight into that first test on June 2? Um, if we have anyone that's in the final of the IPL, which is 29th of um, May, then it'll be 30th May earliest arriving into London. So... I guess we'll have to make a call then whether we, we select people um, after that for a game two days later. So it may be that, that we need, just need to give guys a little bit more time. So that would be the only situation. So without wanting to be uh, negative about it, you'd rather your New Zealand players were knocked out of the IPL early. <laughs> I've had that conversation with a few of them already. But uh, no, no, I mean, we, we want them to do well over there. It's a great experience for the IPL and, and they'll, they'll bring that experience back to us as well. We know Kane Williamson's made his return through the IPL. Uh, looks like he's going OK. What sort of updates have you had from him in terms of his level of comfort while he's batting now after that long injury layoff? Yeah, he, he's going really well. Um, it's, it's sort of where we wanted him to be and, and where we expected him to be at. I mean, Kane's been really diligent around all his uh, rehab work. And, and I guess the key thing was was loading him at a, at a rate that we didn't push him too hard too early. Um, and he's done that really well. I, I think the rest of his career, we just have to, I guess, keep managing him to make sure that if he has a really big day in the, uh, with the bat, for example, that, that he's not hitting too many balls the next day. But I think he's got his head around that now, which is good. Yeah, I guess the problem with Kane is he tends to bat for long periods, doesn't he? You know, that's the issue here. He's, he's often out there for hours on end, isn't he? That, that's right. And that was the catch-22 and, and potentially playing him at the end of last season. I mean, when Kane plays, we want him to score hundreds for us and big ones. And he does that. That was probably pushing him backwards and we'd still be in a really bad situation now. So that's why we made the call that we did to, to rest him last year and, and, and get this hopefully 100% right. With Kane out over the home summer, Devin Conway batted at three in test matches. Uh, with Kane back, is it likely that Devin drops to four to allow you to continue to bet in Tom Latham and Will Young at the top of the order? I think so, yeah. I mean, uh, we've got some other options. I mean, Devin has obviously opened over there for us in the past as well. have been very, very successful. Um, so they're, they're, the, they're the things. But I expect that Devin will bat four.
Want to ask you about a couple of new players in the in the squad. Uh, uh, Michael Bracewell is one, of course, who came in uh, for white ball cricket uh, in the home summer. What role do you see Michael Bracewell potentially playing for the Black Caps in red ball cricket? Yeah, I think Michael being there at the start is probably a little bit more um, experiential as such that I, I I don't think that he will be there in the final um, 15 for us just yet. But what we've, I guess, liked about Michael Brace was his ability, the, the way he spins the ball hard. Um, he's, he's a really late starter into bowling spin, um, but we've, we've seen some really good games and like, I guess, the danger nature that, that he provides with the deliveries um, that he does bowl. He can obviously bat as well, so it provides us with a slightly different looking option when you when you look at spin all-rounders. And what about Cam Fletcher, Gary? Uh, how how long has he been on your radar as, as the possible you know backup option behind the stumps in red ball cricket? Yeah, Cam, I mean, Cam's one of a number of keepers in New Zealand now that I think is, is putting some, I guess, this nice little pressure on and uh, applying pressure to the, to the incumbents there. And he's a guy that's had a couple of outstanding um, uh, domestic seasons for, for Canterbury, and, and that's across all three forms. But guess what What we really like about Cam is how tidy he is with the gloves, and, and, he, and obviously the runs come as a bonus after that. But we certainly rate him up there with one of our better keepers. With Tom Latham and, and I guess even Devin Conway in the well, very likely, in fact, almost locked into that 15, does that give you a degree of comfort that you don't necessarily need to have, you know, nothing against Cam Fletcher, but you don't need to have that backup keeper in the 15? Uh, no, quite the opposite, actually. Um, for me, I, I don't really want to see Tom Latham or Devin Conway putting the gloves on. They're just so valuable with us with the bat. Um, so for us, I, I, I would imagine that having a, a strong backup keeper would be someone that probably will still fit into our 15. Interesting. Uh, Tess at Lords, Trent Bridge, Headingley, great venues. Any of those going to be conducive to picking a specialist spinner, do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, generally the English wickets are a little bit, they, they cut them a little bit shorter and they're a little bit drier than, than what we have here in New Zealand. So I think they will be much more conducive to to, I guess, spin bowling. Um, and, and we've obviously got a few options there in the squad. And once we, we I guess, nail down our, our final uh, 15, then we can make those decisions. But, I mean, AJ's Patel's obviously a guy who's in it, who's, who's got a very, very, I guess, strong background as being the top spinner for us. So I, I'd imagine if we we do go down that route, then AJ's is the one that's likely to play. What do you predict for Ruch and Ravindra in the next decade in the New Zealand Test side, Gary? And in particular, the role that he is most likely to play for you? Uh, I think that will be a timing thing, um, just to see where it is. I mean, we we like that Ruch and skills. He's still very young, um, and he's got a lot of time on his hands. But uh, I, I guess at the moment he's not a he's not a starter, uh, starting player for us. Um, but that doesn't mean he won't he won't break into that in time. Um, I think he will he will likely end up as a as a top order bat who provides you with a spin option as well. If Cole Jamieson was to bat seven, it opens up a few more options for you in your bowling attack. I know you're on record as saying he's not ready for that yet. Uh, is that something though that you're keen to see him aiming to do to bat at seven? Well, I think that's something we're always exploring with all the the guys who bat down lower is to see how how do we make them better so they can bat higher because. You're right in what you say. That provides us with, I guess, different bowling options that, that we that we can have and we can play. Uh, I guess you just want to be very, very clear, though, when we when we get into test cricket that we want specialists and we want guys that can do 
specialist roles and sometimes you can overload with having too many bowlers there and people get a little bit lost so for that, that that's always a, I guess a, a balance for us in getting that right the right 11 for the conditions and, and it's something we will just take test by test. It's a busy back end of the year for you after these three tests you've got to run a white ball matches against Ireland, Scotland, the Netherlands, the West Indies then the T20 World Cup from mid-October in Australia. Have you thought about how you're going to manage the workload of your players over the next few months? Yep, uh, everyone will be managed, staff included, um, staff and players uh, around that. So the good thing is that that provides us with a really natural way to build some depth. Um, I think it's unrealistic in the in the modern uh, game to to have people playing every single game all the time. It's the, the especially with COVID now. I think we're getting more tours put on top of other tours, and, and the congested nature just means that I think the opportunity to burn players out is, is there. So. We're very clear with our players. We, we want them to have long careers and, and we want them to, um, I guess, be in a good frame of mind to play for, for New Zealand every time they play. And, and if that means at times they have some rest, then sometimes we need to do that. Just a couple more for you, Gary. Uh, of the team who won the World Test Championship, uh, you're missing a couple, obviously. Ross Taylor and BJ Watling have since retired. Uh, how different does the Test team feel? Or how, how do you think it'll feel different without those two there? No, it'll definitely be different. I mean, you're talking about two um, outstanding players who gave a lot of their time to play for New Zealand in, in Test match cricket. And, and um, I, I guess they were two guys who were really calming influences in the, in the dressing room as well and, and had seen most situations, the good and the bad. Um, I guess that's the that's the job now of, a, of the coaching staff is to try and get the, their replacements up and running and, and, and hopefully at the level that they were at as well. And, and I guess that's always, I guess, our challenge is to try and keep providing that opportunity for players to be leaders and, and hopefully some of those guys can stand up. England have a new captain, Ben Stokes. What are you expecting from them under his leadership? Yeah, well, I mean, Ben's a no-nonsense cricketer, isn't he? he he's, I guess... Um, hard and, and uncompromising and, and, and I expect he will try and bring a bit of that to the England team as well. Um, yeah, I think he's been on record to say that you, you'd expect to see Broad and Anderson back in their, in their side that weren't that didn't go to the West Indies and that's a lot of, uh, I guess, wickets when you look at a, a test, test match cricket and experience. So, look, they're, they're in their home games. They're, they're in their season as well. So they will certainly be up and, and rearing to go and... and, and I guess we had just have to be mindful and watchful that you get a new captain or a new coach and all of a sudden people want to perform well and, and show what they're worth. And I think that's the danger that England will bring to us. And just finally, how exciting is it to have a three-test series in England? I had to look back. I don't think you've had a three-test series or we haven't had one there since 2008, Gary. Is that how long it's been? 2008! Well, we don't we don't tend to get too many, and and look, I know our guys, especially those that only play Test cricket, would would love to see more and more of that. Um, they're not decisions that that are our, our ones to make, though. I mean, that, that's what administrators do, and as I said before, it's it's a, it's a pretty congested um, when you look across all the three formats of how we fit everything in and, and preparing for World Cups as well. So. Yeah, it's, it's obviously a challenge to, to play as much test, test match cricket as we can, but I know for our guys that do play there, it, it is their pinnacle and it's, it's what they love to play. Fantastic. Exciting times. Uh, some sleepless nights ahead for us over this side of the world. Uh, when do you actually head off? You've got a couple of weeks, obviously, before you go and, and start those two warm-up matches? Uh, we're actually away a week today. So cool. away next Saturday, we've got a camp um, 
this coming week up in the Mount Maunganui, uh, Mount Maunganui for those that are left here. Um, and then we head away on Saturday. All the best, Gary, and thanks uh, indeed for taking the time to chat to us. Cheers, Jason. Cheers, mate.